0: The Eriot B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Yoma, has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated anonymously in memory of Aharon Ben Rahel. Ruach Hashem tanihenu began Eden, amen. Daf lamidvav. Today's daf is being studied. We are shmat of Raham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tanihenu began Eden, amen. We begin today's daf on amud bet, and we start four lines from the bottom at the mishnah. Balo lo etzel paro. Now we continue the service of Kippur. So it says the Kohen Gadol, he comes next to his par. The par again was the bull that was brought in order to have kapara for the Kohen and his family. Ufaroh omed bain ha'ulam The par would stand, they would position it in the northern side of the Azara, like the Gemara is going to explain to us, Ben ha'ulam Which means, Between the Ulam, that's where the Kodesh was And the Mizbayah, that's the Mizbayah ha (coughs) So the Gemara is going to give us the exact position Where exactly this is talking about (laughs) Rosho laddarom ufanav lemarav Which means its head was uh, to the north, meaning It was positioned in a north-south position However, its head was tilted to the west so again it's standing north-south That's the width of the Beta HaMikdash And then its head is turned Towards the Kodesh Kodashim, Turned right towards the west The Kohen Omed b'mizlach Now the Kohen would stand On the eastern side And what would he do? the And he's facing west the shitei and he places his two hands over the head of the animal And he makes a confession And this is what he said He would say uh, in the name of Hashem Which was the Shema Meforash. There's a machlok exactly which shame he used. Some say he would say the Shem Yudke he would read it out explicitly. Some say he would say the Shem Yudbet. Some, Some say he said Shem Membet. Some say he said Shem Ayinbet. So there's a different uh, of opinions what exactly Shem he said. But he would say, Aviti <laughs> what's the difference between these three types of sins. Ani Ubiti, myself and my family, Anna Hashem, uh please in the name of Hashem, Kaperna, please atone, La Avonot, La Peshaim, La Hataim, Shahabiti, Bishafashati, Bishatati, Lefanecha, Aliubeti. Uh please atone for the sins that our family, uh that I and my family have committed. Kakatu, Beturat Mosha Abdecha, like it says in the Pasok, Ki bayo maze, y Alechem athem, me colo Hatotechem Hashem. Neashem. So therefore, these uh, the Day of Atonement. Behen onim acharab, and the people that hear the Shema Meforash come out of the mouth of the Koran Gadol would answer. Baruch Shem Kevod Malchuto Veholam Vayed. Let's see the Rashi. Roshol leDaromu forav leMarab beGemara Sheokem Roshol leTzadaichal. The Gemara is going to explain that while the animal was standing from north south, it would tilt its head. Towards the west So Gibraltar is going to ask the obvious question Just position the animal Let it stand east-west If you want its head to be in the west Well you got to position it north-south And turn its head Just go straight uh, east-west and the Kohen would stand with his back to the east And his face to the west The bottom to foot says Uba Anna b'ashem. The text was the first is Anna Hashem, please God, and the second one is Anna b'ashem. Now, what's the difference between b'ashem, which means the Quran is saying in the zechut of the Shem, b'shut the Shem Agadol that I'm mentioning, please atone for my sins. So, anna Hashem is a request from God, where b'ashem is you sing in the name of God. That should be the zechut that should uh, cause atonement. Comes so, the Gemara begins. <coughs> Who's the opinion that says That between the Ulam And the Mizbah is considered north Now why do we know that it's considered north So that she tells us That we have a Klal That anytime we're making Shechita On kodesh Kodashim Like this case over here Which is the part of Hatat of the Kohen on Kippur It has to be slaughtered in the north That's a, a cloud So therefore we know That Ben HaOlam where That's where the animal is standing It's got to be in the north side Of the Bente So we want to know whose opinion is it That the Ulam Between the Ulam and the Mizbayah, That area is considered north Look at the top of the Shih Ben Ulam Karui which means we know that If you take the door of the Hekal We learned this previous Gemara So you go right down the middle You said from the, let's say One side would be the north side of the Bet HaMikdash And the other side of the midway point of the hechals' Door entrance would be the south, uh, south, the Darum So we want to know So we want to know that you're telling me, obviously, you're putting the part over there. That's got to be considered north. So we want to understand which opinion are we going like. Uh So Raji just says later on that Namim Anitinu Faruah Yalamid Benolam Namz Bayach. Namim Perik LeKamam We Learn Later On She Bemakom Viduyo Shehato. In the place where he confessed on his animal, that's where they slaughtered it. So therefore we know that he's not only confessing on the animal over there, but he's also slaughtering. Once you tell me he's slaughtering, it must be, it's the north. Because we know the slaughtering of the Kodoshik she must be in the north. So the Gibraltar is going to give over here opinions. Rabbi It is actually Rabbi El-Azhar bar Now, D'etanya. Tanya... We're going to give a three-way mahlokit How to define the northern side Where you slaughter the korban There's three opinions The first opinion is as follows Picture in your mind, and then you can look in your articles, you'll see a picture as well, but if you picture it in your mind, the Mizbaya Chayzon, it was 32 Amma long, by 32 Amma wide. That was the Shi'ur. Now, it stood in the, um, in the Azara, in the, actually in the, uh, we'll call it the, the uh, Azat where the Kohanim were able to, to go, that's in the outer part of the Beit HaMikdash. Now, it was... Uh, let's say situated in that area. Go to the north side of that Mizbayah and take the northern wall of the Mizbayah, which is thirty-two amah long. From that wall to the azarah, to the wall of the Azara, all that area. maybe you were shaded in from from point one to thirty-two, all the way from there to the wall. On the northern side, that's considered according to the first opinion, the north side, where you slaughter the Qurban, and you make the confession as well. That's a limited area. Okay? Now, even though um, before the Mizbayah, and after the Mizbaya on that side is also north. But he says that's not considered what the Torah says, kid Ham Mizbayah. The Torah says you slaughter it on the side of the Mizbaya, which implies only where the wall of the Mizbeah actually is. So he limits it to a 32 Amah area, going towards the north, towards the Azara. That's the opinion of the Bihar Be- 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 So we can read that inside again. Ez mikir from the northern wall of the Mizbeah Khaytson, azara until the wall of the Azara, et Kula Kulo. And following the whole 32 Amah, uh, length of the Mizbayah is considered Safon next opinion <coughs> so Rabbi shimon says for sure the 32 Ammah of the Mizbayah but he says after the Mizbayah going west which means past the Mizbayah you have a little area between the um Ulam and the Mizbeach The Ulam is where you enter into the Kodesh So between the Ulam and the Mizbeach There's an area over there That area is also considered North So he's a little more lenient He says you don't have to actually slaughter the animal Between the Mizbeach itself The whole northern side From the beginning tip of the Mizbeach All the way 30 to Amma And past the Mizbeach So long as you're on the northern side Imagine you shade that whole area in Now I want to point out According to this opinion of Rabbi al it would be uh, not only uh, parallel to the Mizbayah, but it's also, um, not, I should say, not only parallel to the wall of the Mizbayah, but it's parallel to the Mizbayah itself. Because once you're going past the Mizbayah, so now you have a whole open area on the northern... Half of the uh, beta migdash. So therefore it's um, If you're going to show you an example Let's say here's the Mizbeah, right? So the first opinion says Only on the side of the wall To the Azara Where the second opinion is going to say It's even beyond here to the Echar And in this area as well Which means towards the, um, towards the south Right? Up until the you know, halfway point Which is still considered north so you're able to slaughter in that area as well. Yeah, according to this, you can't slaughter on the Mizbayach, right? This area obviously is the Mizbayach proper, so you have to slaughter in front of it. But once you're behind the Mizbayach, you can even go a little behind the area, so long as you're still at the northern uh, midway point to slaughter. Okay? Yes. So this, including this, of course... Are you considering this to be the west? No, this is north. This is north, this north. is south. Okay. Right? This is the northern side, so you're going this area. Mm-hmm. But you're saying you don't have to go further. It's still north. You're behind the Mizbayah, and you can even be in this area as well. So that's the second opinion. The third opinion is, Rebbi Mosif, Afmakom Dirisat Yisrael. So comes along and says, am Mosif, not only by the wall of the Mizbayah, not only in front of the Mizbayach, before the uh, Ulam, but even on the other side, towards the east, which means behind the Mizbayah, going eastward, the eastern side, you had 11 amot where the Qur'anim were able to walk, and then behind that another 11 amot where the Yisraelim were able to walk. So he includes that side as well as considered north. So therefore, comes that we have three shitot, either the Mizbayah 32 Ammah itself, or the Mizbayah plus uh, towards the west, that, that northern side, or the third opinion is all three sections. The Mizbeach, the western side going north, and then the eastern side, and the 22 Amma that's behind the Mizbayah, and we call that's where the north is considered. So now the Gemara says, "Aval mina halifot vilifnim, modim But everybody agrees, from a section in the Bet Magdash called the halifot, Everybody says that that's not that considered north. Now, what are the uh, halifaht? Now, the Hechal that's the Kurdish, right? In front of the Kurdish, you had what was called the ulam. The ulam, Rashi tells us, was uh, overextended the um, The Hechal by 15 amma on both sides by the north side and the south side so imagine you have a ikhal, let's say it is is this wide in front of it you have an ulam that's wider, fifteen amal wider on both sides so now you have little offices that jut out on both sides they call those offices the halifut now if you look in your uh, art scroll in the beginning when they give you the um, the picture on the map of the Beit Magdash, You see 49 exactly You see um, in, in the in the uh, blueprint that I give you Number 49 Is considered the Halifot. You see because that's the area that extends Over the uh, Hekal The Hekal would end over here let's say Right And then it, it extends on Both sides to the north and the south Now go to the let's say the one on the northern side everybody agrees that in this area over here, behind the Halifot, this whole area over here, even though technically it's on the northern side that's not considered where you can store the Qurban so the opinions basically, if you want to see in this picture over here, just to review one opinion was just over here in front of the Mizbeah, the 32 Amma right, that's the first opinion of Yosef. just the 32 Amma in front the second opinion was not only here but behind the Mizbeah as well and here as well, so long as you're on the northern side And the third opinion was Even behind the Mizbeah on this side And everybody who is behind the Halifat On the northern side This is not, even though it's north But you cannot slaughter Because it's too far away from the Mizbeah be... Well, it's a where the Mizbeah was Was the Mizbeah exactly center Or was it at the northern point That was at the Mahlouqah in the previous Gemara. Now, so the Gemara comes and look at that Ashi what do these, these rooms serve for anyway? So she says, al Okay, so it goes, it juts out on the north and the south. And it's uh length from east to west, the rooms are only ten amot. V'oto odif karu b'ita halifot. Why? Sh'ayu bahen esrim v'arba halonot. In those rooms that had 24 windows. Halon l'khul mishmar. Each mishmar, each group of Quranim had their own window. Sh'asham g'unzim sakinim sh'il kodesh. They would leave their knives there. The knives that they would use to slaughter the animals. V'sakin karu h'iluf b'shon arabi. In Arabic, as she says, a knife is called So they would call it The room of the knives And the airspace That's behind that office To the west, which means On the um, Right, to the west, which means behind it Going west the Shabin Safon and on the northern side between the Khalifa, the Beit al Khalifa, and the wall of the Azarah, that's on the northern side, the Beit al Karui Lifnim in the That's considered Lifnim in the and it's not considered an area of Tzafon where you can slaughter. Okay, so then everybody agrees. So the Gabaraz says. Now we go back to our point. Now you got the three-way mahlokit. What did Al-Mishnah say? Al-Mishnah said, where does he make the vidui? Ben Ha'ulam vil Amizbayah. So which opinion held that Baina Ulamna Mizbaya is considered north? Well, that was the second opinion of Rabbi Al-Azhar, Bin Because he said that not only with the area in front of the Mizbeah, well, but even on the west, towards the west, you have that area as well. So, Lema Rabbi Al-Azhar, Bin Rabbi Shimon, Velo Rabbi. Must be the Al-Azhar, Bin Rabbi and not Rabbi. So the Qibarat says why? Afilu Teema Rabbi. You could even say that the Mishnah is going like Rabbi. And as she says, the, the, the Bach changes. Rabbi ad Mosif. <muchosim> Which means, we know that Rabbi, in his opinion, he was Mosif on Rabbi yoseb Rabbi Right? Rabbi yoseb Rabbi opinion was what? That it's only on the side of the Mizbayah. So Rabbi came along and said, not only on the side of the Mizbayah, right? But even behind it. Right? Now, if he's coming along to say that even behind it is considered sephon, Kul Sheken, in front of them is Mizbe'ah, is considered sephon. Which means, Kod Sheken, you're closer to the Kodesh. Which means, obviously, the holds. There's three shaded areas over here that you're able to slaughter the Qurban. If the B was mosif on Rabbi Yoseh, and saying nah, not only you hold, only the Mizbaya, I hold even behind them on the eastern side. So the Gemara says, "At Rabbi El azar but Rabbi Shimon, lo mosif." What? You don't think he was mosif on Rabbi El Azad, Rabbi Shimon? Which means, according to the B, he also allows you to slaughter. Now, the Mizbaya. So therefore, the author of Ramishnah could be Rabbi as well. Why did you say that the author of Al Mishnah that says Ben is only Rabbi Lah Azab Rabbi Shimolon, it can also be Rabbi. Rabbi also that area is considered viable for uh So the Gibbara says this is, what, this is what we meant to say. I Rabbi, if it was indeed Rabbi, Nukme Azara, The Mishnah should have said the whole Azara is permissible. Which means why did the Mishnah say Dafka bin Alamana Mizbaya? According to the bee, it's not Dafka bin Alamana Mizbah, it's bin Alam mizbeah the Mizbeah, behind the Mizbeah. So that's what I was saying. Which is granted to the oh you can slaughter bin Alamana Mizbayah, but if the Mishnah was him, it would have included a much uh, you know wider area. So the Kabbalah says, Oh, so he wanted it to be hazabiri bishemoni. Venuk me ben vela Well, if it's according to him, it should say from the beginning of the Mizbayach, to the wall, which means he holds two areas, right? He holds the Mizbayach area the, where the wall is, plus he holds in front. So why would the Mishnah only say ben vela Even according to be hazabiri the Mishnah is not precise. Understand why? Because mm-hmm. the able to be held, it's the whole wall of the Mizbaya, and even in front of it. So why did the Mishnah only say, Ben-Aulam Then it should have said, the whole span of the wall of the Mizbayah plus in front. E'la So you know what you have to answer? Mishum the Kohen Gadol. You have to say, because we're concerned about the weakness of the Kohen Gadol. You have to remember, the Kohen Gadol is doing the whole Avodah himself on Kippur, and he's fasting, and he stayed up the whole night. So therefore, we want to make it easier for him. Which means, we want to make his traveling to sprinkle the blood as least distance possible. He has to put the blood, catch the blood in a Mizraq, in a uh, receptacle, right? So the closer he is to the Kodesh, the less distance he has to walk. So granted, he can do the slaughtering by the wall of the Mizraq, 32 amma. Oh wait, but you know what? The reason why the Mishnah chose to make it easy for the Kohen that he's closer to the Kodis so right when he catches the body, he can walk right in. So the Gemara says, Oh, once you're saying that, so I can say the Mishnah is not going to be as well. Which is, I can tell you that the, oh, the Mishnah is like be. So you yes, ask, oh, if the Mishnah is like Nabi, how come it didn't say you have the whole Hazara? Because it's discussing, it's discussing the, the weakness of the Kohen. Because once already you tell me that the Mishnah is concerned about the weakness and the, the weariness of the Kohen. And that's why it said, Ben alam and Amizbayah. So technically you have two opinions that say Ben alam and Amizbayah. Nabi Al-Azhab shimon plus Nabi. And now you can't ask me, "Well, if it's Nabi, it should say the whole Hazara. The same way by the al Shimon, it didn't say the whole side of the Mizbah because it was discussing only Ben-Aulam and the because that's where the Qawain Gadol is easiest for him to do it. So like I can say the same thing for the be. So the Gemara's conclusion is, you're right technically our Mishnah can be either Rabi or Rabi al Ben-Abi Shimon It's one of the two opinions, but it certainly cannot be the Yosef because the Yosef says it's not Ben-Aulam and the It's only on the wall of the not in front Okay, so that's... That's that. Okay. Just look at the Rashi. He the That's Rashi on the fifth line. Uh, she's explaining the opinion. The Torah says you store it yerech, he's learned it's got to be on the side of the wall of the Well the other rabbi is a little more flexible. They say Yerech doesn't mean actually by the wall. It means on the side the northern side of the Mizbayah. Okay. comes the, look at the Rashi, uh, three lines after they get wide. Mishum cholshad kohen, or four lines after they get wide. Mishum right? cholshad kohen. Shelo yikbad alab masui mizra kadam rahok. We don't want the, him carrying the blood from a far place. So therefore, we gave you the closest area where he can slaughter. So look at the Rashi. Even though the whole Azarah is permissible on the northern side, according to Rabbi Mikarev Sada de Again, we bring him closer because of the weakness of the Kohen. And now the Gemara goes further. Gemara says Ufanav So the animal was standing north-south, but its head was facing west. So how do you have a case like that if it's standing north-south? How do you have its head facing west? It's so talking about where you tilt its head. I mean the queen would turn the head of the animal right, so now it's facing the west. Good? So comes the and says, Why don't you just position it east-west? Why do you have to position it north-south and tilt its head? Just position the animal head facing west, back facing east we're worried that the animal might defecate. Now, if his back is facing east, that means his back is facing the Mizbeya. it wouldn't be proper if the animal uh, now uh, uh, has excrement on the uh, side of the Mizbeah HaKaison. Because when he has excrement, his, his, obviously his, um, his uh, bowels are revealed. It would not be kavod, terbeta mikdash, when he's facing east, that uh, his uh, his uh, bowels are revealed uh, at the time that he's uh, 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 defecating and therefore they say face him north, north-south now, even when they're facing him north-south I want to point out that she says this they position him in a way where the back of the animal is behind the Mizbaya. which means uh, the front head of the animal Right, let's say is facing uh, south okay, but they position him in a way where the back of the animal is not even parallel to the side I should say of the Mizbeah because that wouldn't be Kabod either so if you, have, if you look in your books in your article know, I have a good picture of that just to show you, see in diagram 4 you see uh, here's the Mizbeah on the animal's head is let's say to the side of the Mizbeach but his back is behind the Mizbeach so that even if he would defecate it's really not even not to the side of the Mizbeach as well ok comes the Gibran and says Tanur we have a Brayta how does a person make semikha on the animal Semicha is placing you know, the hands on the animal Omer Basafon he stands in the south, Ufanav, I'm sorry, the animal, is in the safon, we're talking about, let's say, it's Kodesh Kodeshim, Lema'arav, like we learned, and the head is tilted west, V'asomech Omed B'mizrach, and the one that's making simicha, usually the owner of the animal, is the one that makes the simicha. his back is to the east, Ufanav Lema'arav, and his face is to the west, Umaniyah Shte Ben Shte Karnot Shel Zevach, and he places his hands between the two horns of the animal. And there should not be anything uh, interfering between him and the zebah. There cannot be any uh, any uh, interference as we said. Now, and he makes confession. al avon If it's called Khatat, he makes a vidui for the sin that he did, which is a khatat If it's a Korban, asham, Avon, Hasham. Ve'al olah, and if it's a Korban, Ola, so the Gebel says, what sins does a Korban Ola atone for? So, look at Rashi for a second. Rashi says, Avon Chattat, Otoch et Shumi v'alav. That would be, for example, Halul Shabbat, let's say. So he was Shabbat he has to be a kurban khatna. So at the time of the simicha, the owner, when he puts his hands on the animal, he says, you know, I'm confessing for the sin that I did for, uh, for Halut Shabbat B'Shogek. The kurban asham, let's say, made a uh, shivuah. Right? That he shouldn't have made a false swear. So he has to be a kurban asham. He puts his hands on the animal. Beautiful. He says, I'm uh, confessing for the sin that I uh, obligated myself not to bring a asham. Now, kurban olah. What sins is it atoned for? So the gebarah says, Avon, Leket, Shekha, Upe'ah. And according to some texts, Uma'aser, Ani. Now, what is Leket, Shekha, Upe'ah? We know a farmer has to leave certain uh, entitlements to the Aniim. Right? When he collects in the field, he has to leave the Pe'ah, he has to leave the corners. uh, When he's uh, he's, uh, collecting the bundles, if some of the bundles fall... He has to leave them for the Anim as well. Um, and therefore, uh, if, for some reason, the farmer did not leave the at Shekaw Pe'ah, so he needs a Kapara. What is Kapara? A Korban Ola. Now, our Gersah is Ma'asir Ani. Ma'asir Ani is the Ma'asir that a person has to give in the third and the sixth years of the Shemitah cycle to the aniim. Now, that she says, this is it not correct, you have to take out Maasir Ani, because there is a separate confession for that. When a person goes to the Beit mikdash, uh, he has to make a vidui masrot from time to time, which is a confession that he gave all his Maasroth. And one of the things he says, uh, uh, that he gave the money, La'ani, Layatom, al so he says, that doesn't need a Qurban, ma'asir That's already confessed in the Beit magdash in a separate uh, ceremony. So the only things you have to have a Qurban for is leket shikha'u peah. Look at Rashi. Ve'al It's one, two, three, four lines from the bottom. Avon leket She'en la'en viduy. Because they don't have a confession of its own. garsina Take out the words ma'asir ani. Why? De'a viduy. So we have we do it for that. And also to the Levi, it's the first the Yatom and the Almanah, it's the So when he confesses, I gave the tithes to the Yatomim and the almanot. that's referring to the Almanah. So that uh, text is uh, very important to remember. The oh, very of the Yosei Rabbi Akiva, he says, There is no one al but the Almanah, and the Almanah, and the Rabbi Akiva says, No. Korban Ola comes for two types of sins. Not doing a mitzvah aseh, Which means, a guy uh, did not shake the lulav on Sukkot. That's a mitzvat ase. He didn't shake the lulav. So he transgressed a mitzvah ase. So the Akiva says, is a Or, on what's called a lav hanita l'ase. For example, a person stole. Okay, Now stealing, you're able to fix. It's a lot right? But you're able to fix. How? Return the money. So that's called a lav, anitak itak That is attached to an aseh, That The ase rectifies it. So in such a case, you got to bring a qurban, olah. Look at the ashi. Now what does Allah come for? Imal Well can't come for something because uh, that's the punishment. that's the punishment. If it's on a regular negative commandment the punishment is also explicit. You get lashes. So it's gotta be on the averot. You don't get malkut already on punishment. So that doesn't give any punishment for an if you don't do it. Or a lav and itak. A lav that you're able to fix. So that also there's no malkut, therefore bring an olah So comes again when I What is the root of the mahloq between the bi'aqiva and the biyoseh? Because the biyose's opinion was what? Olah is mechaper aleki chikan pe'ah. Whereas according to Rabbi Akiva, he went and said it's mishkaper on ases and lavenitaks. What's the source of this malokere? So there was Amar the Aviyimiyah. Rabbiya says Nivela <laughs> They actually argue how to interpret the law of eating a nevela, nevela is an animal. Let's say was not slaughtered properly. Okay, so the animal is called a nevela, and the Torah says Lo kol nevela. You can't eat it. So what does the Torah say you got to do with it? It says Asher Give it to the Goy. Let the, the uh, Goy eat it. Now, when the Torah says over here, give it to the Goy. It's The Give it to the Ger, right? Now, is this a type of ase that's rectifying the lotase? It cannot be rectifying because the lotase is don't eat it. Right. So if you ate it already, there's no way you can rectify it by giving it to the Ger. So therefore, this type of uh, ase that's followed by lotase is a really a an addition to the lotase. Which is if the Pasukah is saying, I guess, Lot o chal kol, Lot o chal kol nevela, right? Don't, that's a lot ta'aseh. Lager asher b'sharecha tetenena, give it to the ger, and don't eat it. So then it's all considered a lotase. You can't learn it's an aseh that rectifies a lotase because... You can't rectify it if you ate it. So if we look what I says, de Kamepalge. Lav Me'el Yahu. He says the love of Nibilah is a regular love. Which means that if you ate nibilah, you would get Malkut. It's a regular of Because the aseh in that pasuk is not a nitak. You understand? Look at the nasheet, doesn't correct it. Look at the nashi. that passi, bilab the nibila kamepalge. Tihtib a aharav. And there's an a raseh after the Lord ta'aseh. Lager asher b'sharecha tetanena ve'akala. Umihu al-kurach, enzenitak l'aseh. Be'a netinata l'agir, i'efesha l'achashahavara lo ta'aseh shalachira. But if you ate it, you cannot fix it by giving it to the ger. Ba'al kurach, raseh mi'ikadam mashma. This raseh is actually going back to the beginning of the Pasuk. As if it says, lo tokhilu kol nebeleah, it alla gir titenna viloto khedua which is read the aseh as part of the lottaase. Give it to the girl and don't eat it. So it's all one long lottaase. Rabi Akiva continues, Savar. La me a Velokil Beautiful, and you get malto. Now Vilav de Leke Chikau Pea yeah. ased Ase me'ikara Batre mashma. The Pasuk says by Leket Shikhaw Pe'ah. Ve Lakit Kitsi Deha But I warned you, Lot's Don't take the Leket Shikha and Pe'ah. So it's a lotta right? Then it says at the end of the Pasuk, Lahani Tahzbinu. Which means leave it for the hani. So the Akiva learns, you know what that Lahani tahbenu is? It's part of the Lotha's, meaning Lahani tahbenu, ve'lot la And don't take it. He doesn't learn that that ase of laani ta'azvenu is an ase rectifying. He learned it's all one long lotase. So the bazooka saying lotelaket. Hey, don't 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 take that stuff. Leave it for laganit and don't take it. So therefore, it's a regular lotase. So the Bi'aki says you don't bring an olah on a regular lotase because you get malkut. So therefore, he says is not subject to a qurban olah. Huh? Because it's just like a love of Nevela. Just like the love of Nevela. Even though there's an aseh in that love. But that aseh is going back on the lot So too the aseh by Leket Pe'ah is going back and let's say uh, uh, emphasizing the lot aseh. Good? However, it would be <inaudible> your sigli, Love, love, el yahu. No. Nevela. Or I should say Lek et Pe'ah is not a regular lav. Rashi, actually both. Rabbi Yosei Geli Sabar, lav de nevela, yes, <laughs> the lav of nevela, lo toche, lo toche al kol nevela, la gertetenehna. Afagav de al kurha, ased batre me'ikara mashma, for sure, you have to say, that, it's not rectifying. Because if you ate it, you can't give it to the Good. Hu ilu batre de lav ketiv, en kin alav. Oh, but he says like this, a different reason. Since the Torah says, and then it says, so this is a different type of love, Rabbi Yosef says. It's a love that's followed by an Aser. According to Rabbi Yose, which is the prototype Lotase, the Torah that you get Malkut from? The pasuk says Do not muzzle the ox When it is threshing Because right before the pasuk It says You get 40 lashes Or 39 lashes So that's the prototype Where you learn lashes from So the Bios says All labs to get lashes Have to be similar To the lav of now, lot ta'chom is just a straight out lo ta'chom shor There's no ase, there's no nothing Now, lo tochal kol It's a lo ta'chom Followed by An ase Granted, it's not a lovin But bottom line, it's not like the prototype And therefore, he says On lo tochal kol You're not gonna get Lashes Why? Because bottom line, it's a lot ta'chom Followed by an ase and therefore, it's not like lo <laughs> ta'asom, there's no lashes. Oh, so once you say that, the same thing by lick it. Lo And then what does it say? La'ani yeah. ta'asbennu. Leave it to It's na'asih. So he's going to learn over there, since it's not similar to a regular lo so you can't get makut for this. So what do you do instead? And Understand how that works So let's review the Mahlouqet According to the way the Nebiyah understands the Mahlouqet The Bi Akibah and the Bi The Mahlouqet stems on How to learn the lab of Nebelah That's where it starts The Bi says the lab of Nevilah is a full-fledged lab Why? Because the Asi can't be telling you to fix the lab Because if you ate the Nebelah there's no way you can give it to the Ger So therefore just saying Don't eat it, give it to the Ger Because you can't eat it so it's like you just don't eat it. Good. And that's exactly the way he learns. Lick it. Lick it, standard. Don't take the lick it. Give it to the Meaning, give it to the and don't take it. So it's also one big Lab One big love, you get Malkut. There's no Ola. The B, Yosef say, says, no, no. I learn differently. I say, Lo it's not subject to Malkut. Why? Because it's Lotokal Nebela followed by an Aser, Lagir tenena. That's not a normal the normal prototype. Because the normal prototype Lot Aser is Lot Asom Shombedisho. And that's we learn all the large from. They get Malkut. Similarly, Leket Shkampi A is not similar to the prototype. Lot Leket, Laani Tazvenu. It's followed by an Aser. Therefore, there's no Malkut because it's not similar to the prototype of Lot Asom. No Malkut goes to a Korban Ola. Good? Come to Kemal, I'll give you a different answer. Amar am a rabbiyeh. Rabbiyeh is lav de Everybody holds. The love of Nevela is a regular, full-fledged love. Which means, even according to Rabi Yose, it's a regular love and therefore you're going to get Mal. malkut. Oh, so what's the Malkut over there? The machlok is how to learn the ta'azov by leket chachal pe'a. The Rebbe Akiva says ta'azov miikada mashma. Rebbe Akiva says ta'azov is going back on the love, so therefore leket chachal is just a love. The Rebbe Yosei says hashda mashma. No, it's not going back on the love; it's going on now. Meaning, learn the pasuk of leket like this. Lo telaket. Don't take the lake Oh but if you took it But if you did take it It's fixable Put it back So he learns the reason why you don't get Malkut on lake Is because it's a lav Once you tell me It's a lav So therefore there's no Malkut Therefore you're subject to a Because there's no Malkut On a lav so according to this version, it's saying differently than the first version. According to this version, everybody holds, Loh Tochal Nevela is a full-fledged Loh Taraseh, it's finished. Forget about the prototype, learning from Lo it's a Lo Taraseh, when it says give it to the gate, it means give it to the gate because don't eat it. So what's the Machloket over here? Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yosef, how to learn Leket Shechau Peah. Rabbi Akiva says the Leket Shechau Peah is a regular love. Don't take it. Give it to the hani Because you can't take it. That's, don't take it. That's, that's a lot. Malkut. Therefore, if there's Malkut, there's no Kurban Ola. Whereas the Akiva says, no, it's a leaveny tak. Meaning, don't take the Lekach Khapeah. But if you took it, give it back to the hani. I'll give it back to the so There's no Malkut on such a thing. So what do you do? You bring a Kurban Ola to Mekhapeer. Good? Look at Rashi on this. Rabbi Yoseh Sabar Hash Tamash that the ase is going now, meaning mm-hmm. very good. To be, he said, no. It's saying don't take it and give it to the because you can't take it. So the Asseh is going back on the lotus, so regular Lotaseh. So then we get Malkut, therefore there's no Kurban or not. Good? Those are the two answers, it's going to be Miya yeah, and Abayyeh. Kamsa Gibran continues. Talon Banan. Kesad Metvedeh. Okay, how does he make the vidui on Kippur? Aviti, Pashati, Vechatati. So he starts with the words Aviti, then he goes to Pashati, then he goes to Hatati. Again I'll explain what these three terms are. V'khien b'seid ha Now one of the korbanot that was on Kippur was V'seid, the goat that they would send to the mountain, Azazel throw off the mountain. Before they would send it off the mountain, the korban would have to make a vidui. V'khien b'seid ha-mishtalehah, it says, V'et vada' ala kol avonot b'nei Yisrael v'et kol pish'ehen lechol. So if you look at the order of Vidui by the Sa'ir, what does it say? First, Avonot, then peshaim, and then Hataim. So that way you see uh, the order, the Torah, tells you the order. Omer. By Moshe also, when he says the Yagmidot, the 13 attributes of mercy, what does he say? Noseh Avon, Chusha ben starts off with Avon, God carries the Avon, the Pesah and the Hatta. The Rambam so the has a strong source to put Avonot first, then Peshaim and then Hatta'im, right? Comes again and says, "Avonot elu When it says Avonot, that's referring to the sins that one does intentionally like the pasuf says which means the person who does a sin he gets karet in certain cases so the Torah calls that a avon so avon is a purpose that's somebody that does the sin in spite which means to anger God okay, that's a different level so one guy just uh, transgresses Because he doesn't care There's one that does it To anger It's rebellious Have you know this? Like the Pasuk says in the Nevi'im Melech Moab Pasha'abi Right? Where one of the Jewish kings says That the king of Moab Pasha'abi Meaning he's rebellious against me The Omer And the Pasuk also says libna Which means Livna uh, was a king that rebelled against one of the kings of Yehuda. So again it says tifsha, which is a rebellion. Good? Now, nechol hatotam, what does hatot mean? Elu ashigagot. That refers to unintentional. So again according to the hachamim, chet would be the lightest of the sins, Shigaga. Then you have avon would be uh, on purpose. And then you have pesha, that would be in spite. How we know that shigaga uh, is unintentional? Right? If a person does shagagah, so he brings a kurban uh, hatat. Khachemim continue. Already you atoned the ask of forgiveness on the major sins, on the intentional and on the spite. Now you're going to go back to the unintentional. Your order doesn't make sense. <speaking in Hebrew> so the rabbis are like going to be me his order. They do it like we're familiar with. Chatati, <speaking in Hebrew> that's the lighter one. Then you go up to scale, aviti, and then do. Pashati ve'ken omir. We found the pasuk in Tehlim. <speaking> in <Hebrew> David HaMelech starts with Chatanu, then he goes to He'evinu, that's like an Avon, and then a Shahnu, which we like a Pesha. Good? V'ken V'Shloomohu Omer, Shlomah Melech says, Chatanu, and the end of the Pasuk would be, la R'ashahnu. Okay, that Pasuk is, we'll read the whole Pasuk, just to get it clearly. The Pasuk says... Khatanu Varadinu Hirsharnu Umaradnu. So that's again the same uh concept. You start with Khataiim, you're going to uh Mezi, and then you're going to uh rebellious. Good. We have a Pasuk Daniel shamar Moshe. Oh, but how do we answer Moshe? Moshe said, Avon How do we explain the in Moshe the At the time that the Jewish people will sit in front of you, Make the sins that they did intentionally lower it down a notch. Make them as if it was done unintentionally, which means the pasuk is saying avon Make the avonot and the peshaim after teshuvah like a hat. We see discussing a uh, a different concept. So comes the Gemara and says Amar Rabbeinu Shmuel Amar Rabbanahka when you make vidui, you say hatati, aviti, Upashati. But of course it's a so isn't it, going to take the opinion of hakamim? has a good reasoning why According to this text, we had the Moshe. some take out the word Moshe yeah. but the point is you have a Pasuk meaning on Kippur clearly it says by the Sa'ir HaMishtaleach VeNasa it AlaVetKol Avonot then it says VeLKol Peshrehen LeKol Hatotam so therefore Rabbi that says the Kohen would say uh, starting with Aviti Pashati Hatati, he's got a Pasuk in the Torah but it's saying HaMishtaleach that seemingly Supports him. Plus, add to the fact Moshe Rabbeinu also did say No se So you would have thought, since there's Pisukim in the Bimini's corner, so maybe there like him. Kama Shmuelan, that still you follow the opinion of Hachamim. Now that she learns the Kama Sial lekerah, kipurim. So he's learning clearly the viduyom kipurim. Because the Bimini was talking about how does the Kohen make the vidui. Right, like he starts with Afiti, Pashati, Well, you have a Pasuk, on yom Kippur that has that order, so you would have thought that the guy's like, still we go like the There was a certain uh, Hazan. He came in front of Raba. And he made the vidui, and he did uh, like the He put Tavonot and Pesha'im and then the That she says, Ha-ud, <inaudible> ah, he was praying on Yom Kippur. <inaudible> we know that today is no better Mikdash. Our lip service is in lieu of the Korbanot. So therefore he got up and read the Seder like we do to fulfill that our lips should be like the service itself. And what did he do? He did like Rabbi Meir. So Rabat uh, tells him, what are you doing? You left to be meir and you went like uh, you left to Rabbanan and you went like to be meir. Amalek to be Is what you want? I would like to be meir. or Just like it's written in the Torah of Moshe. Why do anything wrong? I would ask It's written. I would not I shy it. I like the. I be meir's opinion. It so comes again. Rabbanan says, Tell Rabbanan mm. v'chiper." When the Torah says v'chiper. Now what's the full pasuk? Uh, it says by the par by the bull of the Kohen It says ba'ado uba'ad beto Now, what type of kapara are we talking about? There's two ways to make kapara either verbally confession or with the blood sprinkling So we want to know exactly when it says v'khiper in the laton through which method? Through blood so through verbal, so the Gemara says, By the part of the Cohen is referring to verbal confession. Maybe it's or eno talking about the confession is by sprinkling the blood. Well, ani Well, I can make a gezerah shavah. What's the gezerah shavah? Nemra ka It's not by the part of the Cohen the word v'chipeh. Ne'imra le'alan kapara By the sa'ir That goes to Azazel It also says the word V'khipir Ma kapara amura b'sa'ir But There's no blood over there You're throwing it off a the mountain Therefore it's clearly the confession by the sa'ir is what? Verbal Af kapara amura b'par D'varim Beautiful So therefore How do I know it is a verbal confession? Ge'zira shava v'khipir v'khipir Look at Rashi how can we say we read the rashes. continue <laughs> oh, but if you'll have a question on the Gizrashah we just gave the Gizrashah doesn't tell us the question yet but if you'll have a problem with this Gizrashah we have another proof that the par is verbal <laughs> now watch this it says <laughs> he brings the par closer to the hecha like we said and it says and it will atone for him and his family he didn't slaughter it yet and the pasukh says so it must not be in the blood it must be in the verbal so you see the, the, the second proof it says even if you don't like the gizir go to the straight pasuk itself it says the Kapara will be done before he even slaughters it now the Gibraltar says, my the Ibn Shaykh What was that the Ibn Sheikhaw? Meaning if you have a question on the Gizar Shaba, what was the question that you could have had on the Gizirah Shaba? Bikitemah nilaf M Sahida Nahasabifnim Shekaparoto Bedamin. Which you just tell me make make a gizrash shaba from the part of the sahir, the kipir the kipir, the kipir. Well there's two sideen. Who told you to learn from the Sayyid of Azazel? There's another Sayyid that's brought inside the kodesh, And that it clearly says they sprinkled... It's blood, so maybe make a gizzarder v'chiper v'chiper and say just like the sahid as b'fnim the Kaparaz in the dam. So do the part of Kaparaz in the dam. So that's why the gizzarder shava is questionable. That's what the gizzarder says. That he opened v'chiper, but I That's why we go back to the pesuk. It says before the par was slaughtered. Therefore, we must be talking about a verbal confession. Let's just finish she's The im nafshechal omar. A higher up there If you're going to question the Gizirah Shavah Lomar Well maybe you'll argue and say no Maybe the Kapanah is only By sprinkling the blood Which means that I'll learn it from The Pasuk itself by the part. دق له افشان ومما راى كي شرى وامر ذكري بهرون الطراق حطت الشلو وخفر بعده واحد بيته واخر كان ده نيكس now the Rashi continues. What would be the question on the Gesher Shabbat? tamah. I mean, you need another reason. I should say damim, right? Damimi, which is after the spring of the blood. The Pazuf says So we know on the Sa'id Bifnim is definitely the dam. They're all chembo vidui. And furthermore, if you look in the Torah by the Sayyidine, there is no confession. So it must be the blood. And she gives you two reasons why we know it's the blood. Number one, because it says the word kapara to sprinkle in the blood. And number two, there's no confession on that one. So therefore, must be where learning if the Gizash Shabbat is questioned, so we can learn from the Pasuk itself of the Khipen by the Pa'. And then